Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 32 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast broadcast. I'm here with Co Reed. I'm here with Dirt Lord. And I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And this is the Rogue Company podcast, bringing you all the news that you need to know about Rogue Company. And we're going to start it off pretty hot and heavy here with the newest formal affair update. So we got the update stream, all 30 minutes of it this past Thursday. We also got the formal affair notes here that we're going to run through, give our thoughts, give our opinions on it. So we're going to start off here with the battle pass. The battle pass looks cool. If you're interested in checking out the cosmetics that you actually receive from the battle pass, I would suggest going and check Brad's video. A couple other people's put videos up. Uh, it's got like a red carpet type affair kind of vibe to it. You get a skin for Juke, Trench, Ronin, and Switchblade, I think. Uh, No, Lancer. You get the highest yeah. Lancer skin. So you do get those skins. You do get a bunch of other stuff, and it is cool. It is what it is. Um, so we did get a update to a classic map. At this point, it's a classic map, right? Glacier. Glacier is getting some key updates to this map to increase the speed of the rotations on that map. So Glacier is a little bit of a polarizing map because you have three levels in that map as opposed to having one level or sometimes two levels depending on what map it is. This is one of the rare maps, one of the and it was the first map I, I believe was released where it had that many changes in height on on the game. And it was one of those maps that came out and it ran like crap because it was just not balanced correctly. They went back to the drawing board with it. They rebalanced it out just a little bit more and re-released it to the to the public and it it actually ran a little bit better. Uh it was a little bit more fun. I don't mind playing on it anywhere near as much as like when it first released because it was absolutely terrible. But now we have a couple of changes to it. And in the changes, they have pathways cut through the middle of the map. So you can still go underground, but there's only one, one way through there. there. The staircases that have the side points or whatever points you want to call them, those staircases no longer exist. The only way to get up and down is to actually run through the bottom and vault up on the sides of the ship. They cut holes in the middle of the ship where that cover is in the middle of the ship and allowed access to basically flow from one side of the map to the other side of the map almost immediately. And then you also still have the top level, which basically runs the length of the ship like it normally did before. So it's a very interesting dynamic to the map now. You have the very top floor that goes the length of the ship. You have the very bottom floor that goes the width of the ship. And then on the middle level, you have two access points that go from one side to the other. And this is like, I'm glad that they're deciding to go back and rework some of these old, older problem problematic maps uh, and I think that this is a step, in my opinion, in the right direction. I'm not sure how it's going to play, of course, because we haven't played on it yet. But I'm excited to see what they do with other maps in the future. Like, this was a small change that's going to open that map up. And it's going to make it feel way different than it currently does. Because, you know, on Glacier, you have those really long rotations. You have to have a really good defense strategy on that map to be able to be successful at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... I'm interested to see how these new rotations are going to 
affect the gameplay of the map, being able to basically move from one site to the other at will uh, through two doorways. And it's going to be very interesting um, to cover these doorways and also cover the top because there's so many different vantage points on the map where you can't just stand in the open guarding the doorway because you could get flanked from multiple directions at that point. So I kind of like it. I kind of like the flow. And like I said, I'm very interested to see what they do in the future if they end up revisiting some of these other maps, because I can name a couple right off the top of my head that needs to be looked at and readjusted just a little bit, right? I mean, what, what maps would you say are problematic that need to be like adjusted in some specific way? Palace. High castle. High castle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Palace I, as well. Yeah. High, High Castle definitely needs to be revisited because, like, man, defense is strong on that map. It's such favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you have all it, the high ground. Yeah, it's pretty much when you're playing offense on that map, you really only have one choice of a site to push unless, unless you're running a full team and you can coordinate very closely. Yeah. 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 There's no way you're pushing A. With a team of randos, there's just no way. Right, yeah. And you and it's very rogue specific on how you approach that map. It's like certain rogues shine. Dima shines on that map. Switchblade shines on that map. Sigrid, Vi, like these are very very good rogues on that specific map that shine. And then you have like fixers. You know, if you if you're pushing the right side or if you're defending, snipers are very critical almost on that map because you have such a large vantage point and then some of the other fluff gets lost you have like ronan's okay she's not great on it you know scorch is okay but she's not great on it like the majority of the rogues that you actually do have is not good on that specific map you know yeah man and with palace it's just it's the way that it runs yeah absolutely i like the map yeah it doesn't run very well yeah, and I think that there's definitely things that they could do to Palace as well to make it flow a little bit better. Um, I would even say, like, maybe Factory. Like, Factory is a very odd map, too. Oh, because, well, you have that cross. You have that cross. <laughs> the, the problem with Factory for me is it bottlenecks. The middle. So, well, you have the 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 one plant, the B plant site bottlenecks you, the A plant site bottlenecks you because you have to, you can either vault walls or run through open doorways, and then that middle it bottlenecks you. So you have a hard point of contention at every step on that map. Yeah. yeah. So classic scorch map. Yeah. Right. So maybe factory is something. Um, I would like to see like I think uh, Skyfell is another one that could use a little bit of an update because the, I, I do like the access points that you actually have on some of those maps, like to be able to approach sites from different ways. But like that open area with that statue in the middle, that is just, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really weird. And the rotations on that map are really weird because the same thing, it mm. bottlenecks you. You can either push straight to the objectives or if you go in mid and you try to rotate into one side, it bottlenecks you through a doorway on one side on Aquarium or two doorways on the other side. It bottlenecks your entrances there. Yeah. Uh, and then the rotations are so long to come to try to flank them unless you're playing someone that's very fast or 
rotating back into your spawn, which puts you at a disadvantage because you're fighting upstairs at that point. You know what I mean? So like, Mm -hmm. I think that they could do a little bit more and like they could take those zip lines out of the backsides of the maps and just put staircases or walkways to make it a little bit more stealthy enabled as an ability to rotate, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like glass. Yeah. Everywhere. You know, all glass, everything, you know, it's like they're coming around. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm excited, man. I like what they've done. And they didn't go in and do like a, f- a full visual rework to it from what I could tell, like they did with Depot. It just looks like they improved the cover, which is what I was hoping that they yeah. were going to do with Depot is like improve the cover, um, you know, reassess where the cover needs to be placed at. It looks like they updated where the cover needs to be placed at in Glacier. And they might have tweaked a little bit of the visuals along the way, but it's not a night and day you know, depot before versus depot now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So draft pick improvements. So when they start the new season, when they start this update, I want to hop in and like grind out all of the placement matches as a as a as a squad, dude. Because yeah, let's not split up. Yeah, because I really enjoy playing um, ranked now since they added the pick and draft system, and they've changed up the draft pick just a little bit. And we'll run through it and see if it can be improved on, because I think that it can be a little bit. So now the way that draft and ban is going to work is Team A is going to ban, Team B is going to ban, Team A is going to pick one rogue, Team B picks two, Team A picks two more, which gives them three, Team B picks two more, which gives them all four, and then Team A picks one rogue again. So I like it. I like it because you can't like... Uh, abuse the uh, double support. Yeah, lock them both yes. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But but here's what sucks about this situation, though. If you're if you happen to wind up on Team B that you're not banning first, you have no advantages whatsoever. Like Team A gets first ban. They also get first pick. They also get last pick which is very important because if team B is like, we're going to run a very util heavy squad. Let's say we're going to run a uh, cannon. We're going to run um switchblade. We're going to run Dima. We're going to run fixer, right? We're going to run a very like util heavy map. Team A is like, you know who we need a glitch. Bam. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, I wish that they would offset it a little bit more where at least team B, if they're not going to ban first or pick first, they should be able to pick last. Well, yeah. what if like the team that gets to ban first, so you ban. Yeah. And then the other team gets to pick first because you got to ban first. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, I think that that would be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Offset a little. Yeah. And I would also be okay with like, Team A ban, Team B ban, Team A pick one, Team B pick one. Yeah. Two, two, one, one. You you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. Because if, even if you're on Team A and let's say that you don't ban a support and you don't lock a support, Team B can double support, which is it's Team A's fault for not thinking that through all the way, but there should be more supports in the game too. So you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's kind of like high res's fault as well in this situation. Uh, but I do believe Team B defends first, which I would rather attack first anyway, because defense on the majority of the maps is so it's so heavy, it's so crucial that 
even if you don't do well on attacking, then you're familiar enough with your opponents to know how to properly defend against them. So, uh, next up here, weapon mastery has been expanded, guys. We've had challenges and unlocks for our secondaries and melees since the initial release of the Weapon Mastery system, everything but the ultimate reward of unlocking the weapons to be used on other rogues. It's time. Now, fully mastered melee weapons and pistols can be swapped between rogues. We have also retrofitted a bunch of our newer melee weapons onto characters that we think are good fits for them, making them a bit more accessible to be mastered for those who may not own all of the newer rogues. See under game balance for more details on those changes. So we're finally getting pistol and melee mastery. I mean, finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good way for it, dude. Just, I know, right? I'm excited. Yeah. What's well, going to force them to work on some of these pistols? Yeah. Hope they know that. Yeah. That's where it's going to go. I mean, it, it's amazing because we can go ahead and run through this, but like, Trust us when we say this. There are no changes to any of the pistols or any of the melee weapons in the game. They just cut the switch on and just basically said, screw it, see what happens. And that is kind of like, I'm 50-50 on this. It's kind of concerning that they did that because they know that there are certain pistols and melee weapons that are just absolutely more powerful than the rest of the weapons in their class. And that's a fact. But also, like, if they're waiting on more data, okay, I understand mm -hmm. that. But they could have they could have done something else leading up to this to gather as much pistol feedback as humanly possible. Like, yeah, like a pistol only. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Why don't we have pistol rounds in demolition? I don't oh. think so. Yeah, I mean. That's the that's my thing, man. They could have put pistols only, no primary weapons. You still have gadgets, you still have perks, you still have your abilities, and just do pistols only and let people give feedback on the pistols in that way leading up to this. Because we all knew for a couple of weeks now that this was coming. We saw it in not the last This Week in Rogue Company, but the one before that where they were showing off some of the features that were coming in the Revelation update. We knew we've known about this for a while. So they could have absolutely went in and had pistols only modes and gathered as much feedback from the community then and tweak some of the pistols and some of the melees before they're brought into the game because they're not going to get any feedback on PTS about any of this stuff. Because nobody's playing it. Yeah. So they're going to release it, and then nothing's going to be balanced until that first hotfix that comes out. And that's just too long, you know? But, I mean, with Pistol Mastery coming, Melee Mastery coming, what do you guys think the meta pistols and the meta melees are going to be? Revolver. Yeah. And then Malay is going to be all the ones that are one hit throws be, like yeah. Claymore, Claymore the Axe, the Kong, yeah. the, the Katana, uh, the Kiriki. No the baseball Kiriki. bat. Yeah, the baseball bat won't yeah. be a main. The combat knife won't be a main either because they're both I like. I think you're going to see a lot of Max beginning trying to get that. Oh, dude. Sword. Well, those Claymores yeah. are heavy to throw. Like, so they it just depends are. on. Well, it depends on the play style. More people. 
Yes, they do. Yeah, they spread what? it around. So yeah. if you don't have the character, it you can claim more now. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, I'll get into it in just a second. Like, okay, they they changed most of the melee weapons around for the the especially the starter characters. That was their reason. Um, that way, if you're not, you don't own a character, you can still yeah use it. So I see the warrant being absolutely abused. I also see the revolver being absolutely abused, especially with people with crack shot, like at a legendary, like yep. Dallas does. It's going to be abused like crazy. I think the Spitfire is a little hotter than it used to be, too. Yeah, the Spitfire is not bad. I was using it the other night. And this thing, if if the bullets connect, if it doesn't have the burst weapon problem that Rogue Company seems to have with all of their burst weapons, it's very good. Like it can, yeah. I think it does forty five damage. Maybe if you land all three shots, something crazy like that. I mean, it hits really hard. So, but the the hip fire, that's the trade off with it. So I'm interested, and I do think that the claymore, I do think that the throwing axe, I think that there's going to be several of those weapons those melee weapons that are come in because you can one hit with the claymore. You can one hit with throwing ax and you can one hit with the katana when you upgrade it. Right. So those three, I mean, it's going to be like it used to be. Remember when the game first released and we had the melee meta and it was absolutely fucking terrible. It's going to be like that again until they balance everything back out. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to start seeing all the weapons start getting thrown around again. Yeah. Ugh. I can't wait. Yeah. You know, no, throw an you axe totally the Don't 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 lie to us like that. I can't wait, man. <laughs> so for the game balance section, this is where the melees are going to be swapped up. This is where we're going to get some rogue changes as well. So for Scorch, they increased the overheat cooldown from forty-five to sixty seconds. So with wow. the in- with the introduction of volatile and energized increasing both the potency and frequency of overheat, we think a slight cooldown nerf is in order. This is exactly what they need to do to Seagrid. They did Scorch. Yes. And I don't play against a lot of Scorches. Like, we do play against Scorches and everything, but, like, I don't feel like her overheat ability is out of control. No. I don't think so either. You know when it's coming. Yeah. You know when it's coming. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know when it's coming. Even if she pops it and you're not around like close enough to hear her, if you're good, you can still take her down before she can take you down. Especially with armor. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's... Okay. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not upset about this change because it's going to be less damage from Scorch, but also at the same time, like... I haven't seen anybody say anything about Scorch's ability being too powerful. Don't bother me. So, but there was a lot of Scorches that was played in the RCCS, so maybe that's where it's coming from. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So, Trench, he now has the Claymore. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Dallas. What do you have a four? The baseball bat. Baseball oh, bat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dallas has the combat knife. Uh, Lancer, so when they released Glimpse, they gave Lancer the pop smoke grenade. Didn't tell anybody, right? Of course. Go figure. Uh, and then with, I think it was the Revelation update or the, mids, the mid-Revelation update, they gave her the regular smoke grenade back. Now they're giving her the pop smoke grenade back again. Like, 
I don't know why they changed it. Like I was okay with her having the pop smoke, so yeah. I don't I don't know. Um but she has access to the katana now instead of the throwing axe. Ooh. Yeah. Which that really doesn't change anything because the combat and the katana were like the beginning weapons anyway. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make any difference. Yeah. Uh Dima, he's getting the baseball bat. Mm. Yeah. He was combat a combat axe. Yeah. They're they're dialing the combat axe down from a lot of them. Well, I mean, a lot of people had the combat axe at the start. Yeah. It was right. only like two or three rows running baseball bat, and that was like glitch, trench, and Anvil. 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 Yeah. Right. yeah. Anvil. Yeah. Speaking of Anvil, they oh. removed <laughs> see what I did there? Uh, they removed the ability to break the glass by pressing the ability button again. Instead, you can now only break the glass by shooting the yellow canister. Yeah. Well, wait, the, there's more. <laughs> yeah. The ability cooldown is now 40 seconds, and the ability can now store two charges, similar to Trench's barbed wire and Vi's poison, and his melee weapon was changed to the sledgehammer. So whenever you play with Anvil, you're going to drop in Right out of the gate with two shields. Stack. I was about to say stacking two shields. Yes. Yep. And then 40 seconds later, oh, yeah, you're going to get another shield back. And 40 seconds after that, you're going to get another shield back. That may not last long. And I only say I that because, like, imagine what all he can shut down. Exactly. Like, listen, like Glacier, Glacier on B-side, he can shut down that whole room from getting mm-hmm. access to B-side. One just, door. Just well, I mean, he can get that left side too. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Can, you'll have a door. It's like, yeah, all right, it's you locked down. Yeah, you'll have to loop. Yeah, that's. Yeah. You have to go under. He's yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. Like, this is what I'll say about Anvil. So, Anvil was one of those characters that I always felt was very strong. A lot of people did not place him very high on any of their tier lists or really played him all that much at all. Um, and then whenever they released the speed and toughness system, Anvil came back like a bat out of hell. He had access to legendary armor. He has access to life drain. He also has access to bulletproof, right? Yes. And then he's got the shield and the trophy systems on top of that with a LMG that once it's fully upgraded is a laser beam. Like he came back into the meta so fast and then they decided, well, Maybe we shouldn't give everybody like all this toughness. So instead of like dialing some of this stuff back, like there's no reason that Chalk on any planet that exists in the entire multiverse of everything should Chalk have a five toughness with his ability and life drain. It's absolutely insane. So when they dialed toughness back from being 5% to what being 3%, I believe. That's right. They could have reallocated some of these toughness on some of these rogues and also some of these perks in order to make them a little bit less tanky yeah. by buying stuff instead of do it. Because if they would have left uh, toughness at 5%, Anvil would still be a meta character right now. They're trying to make Anvil a meta character by putting another, like having him have two shield charges. Mm-hmm. And that's going to kind of break him a little bit. Like, I'm going to have to play with it and play against it to see how I really feel about this. Because on paper, it sounds like, oh, you're going to have two shields. A lot of the maps are open, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the maps, you can shut 
entire access points to the map down completely. Yeah, with one shield. Yes. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe they should have, because if they would have, like, dropped, let's say, Dima, or not Dima, if they would have dropped Chalk down to a four toughness, and they would have dropped his um, life drain down to, like, a rare, and if they would have took Bulletproof away from Anvil completely, and he could have kept life drain, he could have kept the armor, and he could have kept his five toughness, and he still would have been a super tanky character. So I don't, I don't know, man. It like they they're making so many changes that they're losing track of what good changes really are. Mm, move some stars around. Exactly, and they and Pretty Hair said it himself. We're adding a speed and toughness as another knob to tweak our characters with. They haven't increased or decreased any rogues' star level on speed or toughness since they introduced the system into the game that I'm aware of. So you're not tweaking your knobs over there. You're just reducing it all by 2% across the board and calling it a day. The ease, literal easiest fix that you could do. Come on. I'm not upset about this anvil change. I think that, like, because there's, like, glitch is a hard counter. But what they need to do is make EMPs also be a hard counter to this as well. They need to grant more rogues with EMPs. Yes. Well, so I'm pretty sure. Sure, we'll see Gadget Mastery at some point. <laughs> We're working our way to it, apparently. Right? I mean, it's all that's left. Everything else. Yeah. I'm not trying to throw everything at them. That's the yeah. only thing holding the identity right now of a yeah. player. Well, that's the real well, problem with it. If that happens, their abilities. Then, then there's not. Yeah, their ability. Yeah. That'll be the only thing. Yeah, if they true. bring that into it though, then you're gonna see the Simtex and fire grenades just across yeah. the board. Yeah, flashbangs. Yeah, flashbangs. Yeah. So Dahlia, she got the combat knife now, and also the cooldown for reviving your link target was recharging too fast, and should now be recharging at the proper rate of sixty seconds. So I think that her cooldown for her ability was not 60 seconds. It was actually like 45 seconds. And then does she have access to Energized? She she has a perk where she gets it back faster. Okay. I don't think it's that one, but she's got something. Yeah. She may have Energized. I don't remember. Yeah. So anyway, and I like, here's the thing though. Like it wasn't really that bad playing against Dahlia like this. So, like, if everybody's cool with it, nobody's complaining about it, like, why not just go in there and rewrite the text for it and say, look, we're going to decrease the cooldown for Dahlia's ability or something? I don't know. Like, I guess in respawn modes, it would matter more, but, like, ugh. you can just die and come back. <laughs> like, what does it matter, you know? I was wrong there. She doesn't have any kind of... Um. She's got the revive fast. She just has the faster revive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dude, I never noticed it. No, I never noticed yeah. it either. I mean, yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, so Fixer has the throwing ants now. If, if Fixer isn't strong enough, if he isn't one of the most played characters in the game, we're going to make him more viable. Because C4, he needs something else. We're going to give him throwing axe. Cool. Hmm. All right. Put the glasses on. Yeah. Throw an axe. Yeah, exactly. Throw Turbo. the smoke. That's you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. So you doing that. Yeah. 
do like the combat axe. Yeah. That'd be the, that'd be the best one. It's the fastest one <laughs> to throw. <laughs> And it's the I've one seen that motherfucker fly across that field so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good uh, weapon. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Runway's getting the Kukri too. Like they're swapping that's, her out with a Kukri. That's I mean, the thing the about Kukri's those also a one hit now. Even if you only hit one out of five melee throws, that one is so sweet. It's yeah, right. Feels good, man. When you hear that sound, like oh, yeah, come to butthead. Yeah. Uh, also for the gadgets targeting through smoke we are addressing an unintended exploit brought about by the complexities of our VFX within Unreal Engine you can no longer use gadgets AOE targeter to see player outlines through smoke this is something that has been in the game since the game released this is something that I've been in or at least listen to so many fireside chats where people's like, hey, are you guys going to fix the exploit where uh, people can see through smoke with the gadgets AOE thing? And then you hear one of the devs voice or whoever it was is like, oh, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm sitting over here thinking like, I don't know, pull up any competitive game that has happened in the, the past. Comp, dude. Yeah. That's and where it came from. You see it constantly on comp, like blatantly oh, yeah. doing it. You know what I'm saying? Probably just holding it up there. Yeah. yeah. But apparently they don't watch comp. So what? Makes sense. Makes sense, right? If I was a developer, I would be sitting there taking notes. But anyway, uh, Gadgeteer is getting a little bit of a change here. So we wanted to err on the side of caution with the initial release of the Gadgeteer perk, lest the perk be too strong and send us back to more gadget-heavy gameplay. Unfortunately, the perk has proven to be ineffective for the cost, so we're increasing its effectiveness and increasing the price of each tier slightly. So Gadgeteer right now does 5%, 10%, 15% cooldown reduction for your gadgets. Now, with this update, it's going to do 10%, 20%, 30%, and 30%, and they Ooh. all, yes, and they also increase the cost from uh, to 6000 for 10, 9000 for 20, and 12000 for 30. Fucking double the legendary? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't even know how I feel about that. Like, I get what they're coming from about, like, maybe extend, like, you know, increasing the duration some to help out so that way they can shorten it down those duration times, but, like, they're like doubling. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, so you get uh EMPs back in what forty seconds or forty five seconds? Yeah. So like what's thirty percent of forty five? I was about to say you want me to look it up. I'm 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 Googling. Oh, you're it. like you're like shedding like That's what nine, ten, eleven seconds. It's somewhere in that thir- area. Thirteen and a half. Thirty percent, thirty percent of forty-five is thirteen point five. So that drops it down to like yeah. thirty-one seconds. That's a yes. thirty-two yeah, seconds. Five, dude. That's yeah. yeah. So every like your average game of demo lasts two minutes. If you chunk that thing in about thirty seconds, you know, give or take, you're gonna get you're you're gonna get it back again and thirty seconds after that you're gonna get it back again. So I guess that's one way if you have legendary uh gadgeteer with a character that has EMPs, that's one way to keep that seer chilled at bay. Yeah. But how quickly are people gonna get tired of being flashbanged and EMP'd over and over yep. and over again? You know what I mean? Yep. 
So, so for game modes, King of the Hill has been changed back to multiple rounds. Now, this is such a weird change, in my opinion, because we haven't had King of the Hill in the game for a very long time. They changed, like, King of the Hill started out as round based, so it was the best of three. Like whoever got the three first one, then they decided for comp, they wanted to change it where it was one extended round. The only way to gain points was to capture the hill. And then at the end of the game, you know, whoever had the most points won or whatever. Now they're changing it back to multiple rounds. I'm not sure why. I thought that it felt fine being a one long round. I like. Like, that's the thing, and that's something that I've tried to explain to people. It's like, even with Sabotage, like, you break up that momentum by resetting the rounds. Like, yeah, it gives you the opportunity to approach the objectives differently or to try different strategies. But here's the thing, though. Like, you're respawning. You can just stop pushing an objective for a second, gather your bearings, and come up with a plan on the fly, especially in competitive, and then attack at one time. Especially like sabotage has a longer respawn time. So you want to do that anyway. You want to defend while you're getting your teammates back up and then make a move there. King of the Hill, like, yeah, they're going to gain a couple of points on you, but you can gain those points back fairly quickly. So I don't, I don't know why this change is in there. I, I don't get it. I have no idea. And last up, I purposefully saved this for last because we have some video footage of this. We have introduced flinch to our snipers. Flinch makes your crosshair bounce to simulate your character flinching as they take damage from other sources. The goal here is to make snipers easier to punish when they're fighting within the effective range of ARs and SMGs. So, we have a little bit of a video here. This is something that, that me, and, me and Dirt Lord hopped into a little bit earlier, and, and we did a little footage here. So I'm going to make this full screen, and I'll be ready whenever you guys are. I'm ready whenever Well, to be fair, it was the only game we could get on the test server. Yeah, right. It's yeah. just me and you. Yeah. Oh, there's audio. Yeah. I, I didn't adjust anything. So as you can see here, this is about five meters, five to ten meters. You and didn't even flinch. Yeah, exactly. Oh. There's a little bit of flinch there. So if yeah, we're more shots. Yeah, if you if you take more damage, then you start to flinch. So we're gonna move back here to about 15 meters. I'm gonna place it right there. Oh, you get a little bit more flinch there. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna back yeah. up, back up, back up. We're gonna hit about what 25 meters here. Now look at this. Okay, still a little bit of a flinch. <laughs> and this is where I get burnt down. Mm. Yeah. That was quick. <laughs> yeah, that was very quick. It was very quick. So, What's the fire coming off your body? Is that the gun? I don't I don't it's know. Is, it's it's the the hit markers. That, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. So they did add a little bit of flinch. So the reason that I wanted to test this, because I, I did a video earlier today that's gonna come out that'll already be out when this airs. Um, unless you're a part of the uh, 256 crew and then you're hearing this before that video comes out, I'm sure. But um, I wanted to test a little something out. It's like, okay, so when you're sniping and they're 50 meters away, their head is the size of a golf ball. You're basically trying to thread a needle <laughs> at that point, right? Yeah. So you would think that the further away that the person is, the less intense that that flinch would be because it should be 
in my opinion, it should be based off of the amount of damage that you are actually receiving. So as the damage scales up, as they get into that effective damage range for ARs and SMGs, then it should cause the flinch to be more intense, in my opinion. They're not basing it off that. It's the same flinch all across the board. So when you're within five meters of somebody, that character's head's going to be about the size of a beach ball, and you're not going to notice the flinch whatsoever. So they're trying to punish the snipers by having them snipe within that optimal SMG assault rifle range, but they're really not punishing them for that. They're actually forcing them to engage in closer quarters combat because the flinch isn't strong enough at, at that close range to actually make a difference. You yeah, saw it, it was almost mm-hmm. it was almost unnoticeable. Yeah, you yes. still hit that shot. He did. Like, he when, you, like when you when you shot, yeah, when you shot when Dirt shot you, I was like, wow, you you almost didn't even notice. Yeah, but then yeah, you can see as it proceeds, like again, the further they're back, the yeah. worse it is. Yeah. So. Yes. Now to also play devil's advocate to myself here. Dirt Lord did bring up a good point whenever we were testing some of this stuff out. When you're in close quarters gunfight like that and you are someone with an assault rifle or an SMG, a lot of the times you're not going to be ADSing. Sometimes you may. So you're going to be strafing side to side. You're going to be crouch shotting like crazy because that's what people in Rogue Company do. You're also going to be jumping and rolling and doing all this other crazy shit, which is going to add another level of complexity to it. But it doesn't matter because the sniper flinch doesn't exist at that range. So it's something that realistically needs to be addressed. And it needs to be a variable, in my opinion, that is based off of damage. If if you're sniping at 100 meters away and someone is shooting the SLC at 100 meters away, you're doing like four damage. It should not affect that person whatsoever. But when they get to that optimal range where they're taking nine or 10 damage per bullet and they're getting just pump full of lead, you should be, you should notice that it should be something very noticeable. If you're at long range and you're playing against someone with a devotion that gets a headshot that does 70 damage, it should also cause a major flinch at that point. So they just went in there and they just turned a setting on. Because we had flinch in the game at one time, and they decided that sniping was too hard and not enough people was doing it. So we're going to disable it. Good job. Hmm. So now you're putting something in the game like where where what you said in the patch notes was to punish snipers when they get into that submachine gun assault rifle range. And it's not punishing them whatsoever. Did the hip fire though? Yeah, that was gone. Yeah, I was never hitting hip fire shots. So, dude, it's you could like stand in front of them. Yeah, and put the dot right in the middle of their chest. You might hit a shot every like, like what three or four, yeah. five. Like it's yeah. There's it's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. So, but that is the. Hold on, what is this thing called? That is the formal affair update notes. So there are some things that are blatantly missing, in my opinion, from this. Where are the weapon balance? Where are the rogue balances? Where are some more perk balances? Like, we're not to that point yet where everything's golden. 
There's no LMPX nothing in this update. There's no nothing to any of the weapons in this update. There's no bloom reduction. There's no bloom increase. They're introducing a whole new system with no changes to any of the pistols, with no changes to any of the melee weapons, and they're just turning it on. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing? We just had, and this we're going to get into this here in just a second, but we just had the summer series for the RCCS where at any moment that you pulled this match up to watch any of these matches play out, 90% of the people were using, guess what? The LMPX. Yeah. It's it amazing that there's no, you know what I mean? Yes, like, exactly. It's, it's incredible, dude. It is absolutely incredible. So I'm hoping that if they're going to go this route, if they're going to go this trajectory, and if they do, it's okay. They just need to let everybody know. But if they're going to release an update with some new features and some new things added into the game, and then wait to do proper balance to the game, proper weapon balance, proper perk balance, proper rogue balance, until that mid-update that they're going to release, fine, do that. But let everybody know. Let everybody know that, like, report all the shit from the initial update, the formal affair update goes live. You start reporting stuff there. They start taking a look at everything and then they make major changes to the weapons, gadgets, perks, abilities, rogues, the whole nine yards. That's okay. Just let us know. We need to know. It's crazy. It's crazy that the LMPX is the most popular, most abused weapon in the game. And there's nothing done about it yet. Nothing. Nothing. At least the range. Like, come on, man. Just the range. The range just a little bit. Either you're that literally or the hitting rate. people. You're literally hitting fifty people. You're hitting people fifty meters away with SMG. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, whoa. I watched a video the other day that someone put up about Rogue Company that had none of the care, like just base characters unlocked, and they went into respawn modes and was able to master the LMPX, so that they could access it with any of the rogues that have SMGs in public matches. Yeah. Don't have to buy a rogue at that point. Don't have to Uh spend any money. Don't have to spend any reputation. They just play respawn modes, and they can just throw a rock and hit somebody with LMPX and master it. That's a problem. Yeah, and that's good for those Smurf accounts. Oh yeah, I know, right? Just hop right in there, get that gun, get a shotgun. Yep, golden. Yeah, no skill, no skill. Speaking of the RCCS, we do have a post here on August the twenty third. After some hard fought battles and tactical plays, a huge congratulations to the winners of the RCCS Summer Series. So, for the main event, we had Black Hand that won, so which is Gronky, Drew, Delena, and Ink. And then the 2v2 ladies event, we had Allie, and we also had Favorite. And I watched as much of this as I possibly could. I even pulled some of it up after the fact and went back yeah. and watched a lot of the matches. Great performances by by everybody that was involved. It was fun to watch. I think that the inclusion of um, Sabotage was a good inclusion into the mm-hmm. RCCS. Like, if you're going to have to have a respawn mode for whatever reason, Sabotage is the better respawn mode that they've put in there so far. Well, I just wonder, will Sabo be back? Uh, according to Rome himself earlier today on Canny's stream, Sabo will be back. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
I didn't match his enthusiasm when he told me that. But yes, it will be back. So I yeah. enjoyed watching the series, dude. They had the 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 team was on point too with the replays. The yeah, it was you know they they it was better this time around. Yeah, it, it was way better this time around. But also there was several times during all of this where oh. they had to take extended breaks because they kept getting network disconnected errors at a LAN event. Man, I wasn't gonna bring that up, but well, yeah, it happened. Since we're there, it's embarrassing. Very, yeah, very. Like if you're gonna have people in the same room playing against each other, there should be no network issues unless the power goes out. Uh, yeah, Ow. they're all in the same oh, room. The same skin. Why? Lines. Yeah. Why? 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 Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. That that's insane to me. Whenever I was trying to watch this stuff, and it's like we're having some technical difficulties, we're going to go do a quick break, and then we sit there for twenty minutes waiting for them to figure out whatever the hell is going on. They kept cutting back to the casters, and they're like, "All right, guys, we're fixing to we're fixing to gear up and hop in." Nope, we got to go to another break. Finally, it got to the point it happened so long that they didn't swap back over to the gameplay until they were actually in game playing it. That's crazy. Damn. That's bad. That's bad. I mean, you have server issues that people have been talking about forever, Mm -hmm. but you're also going to have major server issues during a $20,000 event that is being broadcast on the internet. Maybe do something. That's just the money they were giving out, dude. Not the money they spent. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Reimbursements, like paying the people to be there. Like, exactly. No telling how much that was, like fifty grand. I would say around that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'd say around once you pay the talent, that's about double. Yeah. Once you give out, once you give out the the six the, figures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once you once you give out the prize money, once you fly everybody in and give room and board to everybody, yeah, you're looking at around I mean, forty to fifty grand, easy, right? Yeah. I mean, just to get the EU players there, you're spending how much? That's why we That's only why had was only game. one team. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. So I'm I'm interested to see what they end up doing for the fall series. I did enjoy watching the ladies event. I thought that that was really cool, and I'm so happy that they actually broadcast some of it. Yeah, because they at first they were like, "We're not." Yeah, Remember? exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, "Y'all are fucking awesome. up." Yeah. It was cool to see Allie and Favorite on there playing against uh, Jess and Golden, like the for the finals. That was super fun. It was a good match. It was, it was, it was great, man. There's a lot that they could do with this if they get all their shit together. It's fun. Like I don't like watching a lot of esports, no. But watching this, it's it's fun. Yeah. And one thing that they could consider doing, I'm just going to throw this out there real quick. It might be a good idea to consider, like, I don't know, cleaning up the spectator just a little bit and adding some, like, crucial information instead of, like, okay, on the top right-hand corner where you've got, like, who's won what. You have the person's name in tiny writing up there. You don't know what what team is associated with what color at any time. When you spectate, you don't see the teammates on the mini map. You see the enemies on the mini map for whatever. Like, can we clean some of this bullshit up just a little bit? You're going to do tournaments. 
I will, yeah, and I want to see some statistics on there too. I want to see damage numbers. I want to see downs. I want to see util, like the whole nine yards. I want to see what what these pro players are purchasing. I want to see what perks they're buying. I want to see what gadgets they're buying and upgrading. I want to see the entire flow at a press of a button while I'm playing it or while I'm watching it so that we know exactly. Because that was one thing about Paladins. When, when you watch Paladins Esport, you could pull up the deck they were running, what level they had those cards at, what level that they had their purchases in-game at, whether they had cauterized or whatever it was. You saw all that. They could toggle that at any time. You could see how much damage, how much healing is being applied, everything. So maybe let's do something like that. That game's owned by high res. Why can't we pull some of that over into this? We can. That team Maybe. left. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. The team left. I don't know. It, it is what it is. You the know? Spectating team? Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot. I've been doing a lot of spectating when you stream on Thursday nights. Yeah. And it's not the best. Clunky. It works, but sometimes yeah. you can't play if you're spectating, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be better. Speaking of payouts, we're going to transition over to this. This is this is something that I found very interesting here. This is from P Story, right? One of the competitive players. He was playing with Prosper and uh, Emes and Slopadopoulos in this uh, summer series. This is what he had to say on August 25th at Rogue Company. We ain't got paid since y'all first land. It's been 90 days at Scott Gandhi, what's the verdict? And then Rathar on here. Yeah, right. Rathar said talent has also not been paid since spring series. Kinda unacceptable. Oh. And then Radar on the same day respond and said, Howdy. While we are not quite yet at 90 days, it <laughs> end, it's end of next week. We have followed up and payments should go out early next week for both the spring and summer series. We, of course, appreciate everyone's patience here. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Three, wait, three months? And he's going to try to play that off? like it's Yeah. Nothing? We followed up with it. Oh, they just we forgot to pay him. The team up. left. The team that paid people. She yeah. Was gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. The checks bounced. I don't know. The check wasn't in the mail, and that's crazy. Yeah. No wonder Radthar didn't show up to the summer series. He's like, bitch, I still haven't got paid yet. Yeah. Like, why would I fly (laughs) all the way back over there if I haven't even got paid for the first time I was there? First time. Wow. That is absolutely insane. It's like he said that it's unacceptable. Yeah, but it's okay. They're not quite yet out of the 90 days. So. For both? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Dude. I just wanted to throw that in there because, like, when I saw that, I'm like, this is absolutely insanity right now. It's like, like is he trolling? Nope, yeah. it's not April 1st. Nope, it's August uh, the 25th. I think there's a 90 day waiting period. That's, what? Well, for the first lane event. Yeah. Still, like, like, what? Like, oh, oh, we're sending it out. And it's, had, it's not there yet. Yeah. I wonder if the checks are going to have notes notes in it that says "Don't cash this until this day." (laughs) You know what I'm like? What? Come on, dude! It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Oh my god! The checks in the mail. 
It should be in the mail early next week. We'll have to follow up with Peace Story to see if he actually got paid or not. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. Oh, my God. And last up here before we get into the community section, this was a post by Yuns the Defiant. I think that's how you pronounce that, right? Yuns, Yun, yeah, Yunes. I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he posted a screenshot here that says, "Hello, we're reaching out to let you know that you've been accepted into the board. Make sure to read the details below very carefully so that we can get started." So I did see a couple of these actually go out on Twitter. There were several people that were um, that were posting these screenshots of the acceptance letters into the board. Unfortunately, we have not got any official ruling from First Watch Games as to who's in the board, who was who was denied, who who accepted it. Like there's nothing that has came out yet. The board is one of these like year-long exclusive things that people can sign up for. That makes sense. But you would think that there would be like an official post go out that's like, hey guys, anybody that signed up for the board, keep an eye on your email, see if you got an acceptance letter or not. Please respond to that. You have three days to respond. If you don't respond in three days, we're going to say that you denied it and we're going to move on, you know, but nothing. So I'm interested to see exactly who all is in the board and I'm interested to see what the board is able to do. So in the future, if you have any issues with Rogue Company, please reach out to your board representatives because they will direct that feedback into the correct direction. So are you guys ready for the community section? Let's go. All right, guys, this is the community section of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast. If you want to contribute in any way, you can hit us up on Twitter at Brocast. You can shoot us an email, Brocast at gmail.com, or you can join the Discord. The link will be in the description down below. There's a section in the Discord called Brocast Contributions. So if there's anything that you're interested in having us talk about, anything like that, those are the ways to get into contact with us. But first off, we have a little post here by Anonam Awesome. Strikeout 2.0 is bad. Announcer voice is just really not good. Rounds end abruptly, unlike normal strikeout where you know they're on last lives. And tiny maps like Depot just do not work well where you have to crowd onto an ob objective point. People were spamming Vi and Umbra, and there's just not enough room to dodge. So, they put Strikeout 2.0 as a LTM. So, Strikeout 2.0 was available in custom matches for people to try out the entire length of the time that it has been added into the game. And we finally got to experience it in a more public you know, setting with randoms and all that good stuff. And I actually made a video talking about Strikeout 2.0. But what was missing in that video was what you guys think about Strikeout 2.0. What do y'all think about it? I think that's pretty hair. Doing the voice. I really do. Because he said Strike in one out. of the videos that I just think it's him. He said he'd been doing voiceover work. And that's why he was late for something. One yeah. time, and I was like, "What are you doing voiceover for?" Yeah, right. Strike out, strike out. Two yeah. point. I can just hear him. Yeah, announcer voice. It ain't Yuri. No, no, it's not Yuri. <laughs> but I mean, strike out two point It's just strike out in reverse. It mm -hmm. just, it's such a weird game mode, man. 
Like it's, it just really doesn't make sense. There's an objective, but the objective really doesn't matter. In regular strikeout, it's about reducing the number of respawns the team has. In strikeout 2.0, it's getting more downs faster than the enemy team. So basically, team deathmatch. Like, deathmatch. Mm-hmm. it's just such a weird dynamic where, like, it feels like the entire game mode just needs to be completely reworked. And they said that it's their most popular game mode. And there's only, yeah, they said that it's the most played, most popular game mode in the game. And there's only because that's what's in the game. Well, yeah, man. And and not only that, but think about it this way, too. If you want a respawn experience, you have access to Strikeout, you have access to TDM. Switch players can't play TDM, first of all. Second of all, TDM runs like shit. Because it's Crap. too many people. Garbo. There's I was too- going to say Garbo. Yes. <laughs> it, there's too many people. There's too much stuff going on at one time. It just... Frames. Yes. It feels just, like a cluster, dude. You can see it and feel it. Yeah. While you're in game. Yeah, dude, everybody looking around characters. like, what's happening? Yeah. The hitching, the, the lag spikes. Yeah, all of it. You know what strike or what TDM feels like when you play it? It feels like when you feel your car running out of gas. <laughs> Start sputtering. Yes. Damn. That is how that game mode feels. It feels it like feeling. Yes. It is. <laughs> it legitimately feels like any moment your your whatever you're playing on is gonna crash. And that's Damn. just gonna be it. You are jerking everywhere. That's the best way to sum up TDM. It feels like your car is running out of gas and you're going uphill. Uphill. Yeah. So you're walking. Yes. Oh. Yes. On a back road. On a back road. Oh, shit. Like, oh, come on. Cell phone service. Back no. road uphill, you're dude. Fucked. Yes. <laughs> no yeah. street lights. Just pitch black darkness. Yes. Oh. Strikeout. Yes. So it makes sense why Strikeout is the most popular game mode because people that want that respawn experience has a more stable and fluid like experience playing Strikeout. So of course it's going to be more popular. You're kind of forced to play it. Yes. Especially Switch people. Especially Switch players. It's that or demolition, dude. Mm Mm-hmm. And I get it. Single life game modes aren't for everybody. I understand that. I get it. I understand the need to have a respawn game mode in the game. But Jesus Christ, like make one that makes sense. Like King of the Hill made sense. Sabotage makes sense. Yeah. So next up here on the block, we have a post here by Pluto 66990. This is quite frustrating. My first time ever playing this game happened yesterday. Okay, this was posted four days ago at the time of recording this, by the way. Saw a friend play it, thought it looked fun, so downloaded it. And the first few games, legit my first five, were really fun. But then as soon as I became a quote-unquote real account, I suppose I was instantly put in lobbies way above my skill level. 
Just by looking at their player cards, I knew they were heavily experienced. The other thing is my entire lobby is packed full of PC players. I was the only person on PS, which seems a little unfair since I can't even turn crossplay off. Maybe I'm overreacting, but holy hell, every game I go to, I need to get stomped. I used to have a PC, and, and I know how skilled you can be on it. Just seems a little ridiculous that I can't even get a lobby of my skill level. Yes, this isn't. Yeah, this is not a crossplay issue, and I know that we've we've hammered that point into the ground. But it's you hear it from the horse's mouth here, man. Whenever someone that literally just installed the game on August the twenty fourth are making they're making a post on the Reddit page like. Is this the way the game is? <laughs> like, yeah. is the is this gonna be my experience forever? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is, Dude, sometimes oh, we'll wreck a team. It's like, damn. Wonder if that was their first time. Yeah. Like, kind of feel bad. bad for them. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't even fun. It yeah. ain't fun. And well, like, yeah, but I was thinking about this the other day, right? I was like. Kind of feel bad that like my brother's just now getting into the game and like oh, he's hop- shit. yeah he's hopping in yeah. there and playing with us and then I'm like Some demons but that doesn't even uh, matter because it would be the same way for him anyway it would be like it at would, least we're talking to him exactly say, at least we have yeah. a team that's communicating got comps. With yeah and not a bunch of randos not making plays that's not what I would reviving say. him. Not activating the re- it'll be a chaos for your if you're gonna get on rogue company, there. dude. You gotta find uh, some people to play with, yeah. You have to, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that it's bad whenever players are just installing the game and they're like, Man, this sucks. The like, why am I getting placed in these games where I'm just getting completely mopped up? I guarantee you, that guy is like, I'm gonna keep it installed a little bit to play with my friend, but that's about the extent of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't just hop on there and just like run around and have a decent time at it because the matchmaking, the MMR system is from like 2004, <laughs> you know? So, Sheesh. so next up we have a post here by tricky zone. The first week after melee pistol mastery is introduced. Anyone else think for at least a week, the game's going to be a shit show. Loads of people not caring about winning so much while they're running around using pistols melee to master them. Kind of like when daily seasonal challenges force you to play with a gun you're not good with. It's not that you're not trying, just that in trying to get it finished, you know yourself that what you're doing isn't optimal to the match. So I wanted to bring this up a little bit here Um, because we kind of hammered this in a little bit whenever we were talking about the update notes. But at the same time, like, you know, we do a podcast about Rogue Company. I have a YouTube channel about Rogue Company. Garbo has a YouTube channel about Rogue Company or somewhat about Rogue Company. Like, we pay attention to, like, everything, right? So we're watching the This Week in Rogue Company. We're looking at what's posted on Reddit. We're looking at what's posted on Twitter, in Discord, on on all these various social media accounts. Like, we see stuff that's coming up. Before your average player knows that it's coming up, right? So, like, whenever you log into the game, 
whenever they introduce this, I guarantee they're going to have a splash page that's going to say introducing pistol and melee mastery works the same way as weapon mastery. Whenever you get them to level five, you're able to use them on any rogue, blah, 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 blah. This person has a legitimate concern here where it's like nobody like your casual rogue company player that gets off work in the afternoon and is going to start you know, pick up Rogue Company and play a couple of matches. They're not going to have any idea that this is coming whatsoever. And they're they're going to have a couple of pistols mastered just on just on the fact that weapon mastery has been out long enough for you to master some of them whenever you need to use them in a pinch. Like there's everybody's going to have at least one that's going to be mastered. But then they're going to jump into demo. They're going to jump into TDM and strike out, and they're going to be trying to master this stuff as quickly as possible. Why not release this information through the game itself sooner so that people can start preparing for it instead of waiting until it's into the game to announce this stuff? I mean, it's it's ridiculous, man. Like, I made whenever we saw the This Week in Rogue Company, where you saw the little snippet of the 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 shop, the item shop, that it had the swap button for the pistol and for the melee. I made a video about it. Several other people made a video about it. Like those videos does not equal up to the player base, like the, the amount of views. There's no way. So just release 20 million. Yeah, exactly. Right. So just release a heads up. Like when they, they did that revelation hot fix where they did a bunch of changes to the game, they could have been like, when you installed that update, it could have popped up. It's like, oh, here's the changes that are in the game. And also, just as an FYI, pistol and melee mastery is coming in the next update. So yeah, please be sure ready. to get your pistols out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because at this point, everybody's completed the battle pass. You know, they've completed all the challenges that they want to get done. They've done everything that they want to do in the game. They're just hopping on there, grinding out their daily challenges, probably logging off to go play something else. Could have prepared them a little bit sooner. It's not rocket science. Not by any stretch of the imagination. So, I don't know. And it is going to be a shit show. At least there's yeah. at least there's a place for this to exist. If you want to master something, play TDM as bad as it runs. Because you'll master it in a couple of games. Next up, we have a post here by Red Dad one Extraction 2.0 needs to be permanent. Hands down, the most fun I've had on this game in a while, whether I'm winning or losing. It'd play a bit better on skirmish maps, but it's fun nonetheless. Tug of War plus Dodgeball is a combination I never knew I wanted in this game. So we played a little bit of the Extraction 2.0 tonight. A little bit. What do you guys think about it? I don't like it as much as the original Extraction, but I think it's a pretty solid game mode, honestly. I didn't get to play it, so I have no opinion. I had a lot of fun playing Sabotage. Yeah. I know that's that off. You know what I mean? That was yeah. my where I was just like, oh, this is different. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, we hadn't had chess run with squad yet. Yeah, right. So, Not with a full squad. But I don't. You know, I didn't hate it. Yeah. Man. I'm glad it's back. Yeah, it with the dodgeball mechanics, it adds a different level to it. Yeah. And instead of like trying to sneak 
diffuse or trying to, you know, wipe the team out strategically and methodically. You're kind of like trying to get picks. You're trying to like. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, and and that's the thing about dodgeball. Dodgeball has that same mechanic where it's like, okay, when I die, I'm dead until somebody gets a pick. So I can play a little bit more aggressively, but I can also swap gears and play tactical. Yeah, exactly. Be a little bit more reserved, and it does add that element into it, but it doesn't have that full extraction tactical feel like Corey was talking about. And that would be nice if, like, I don't know, man. I thought that extraction was a great game mode. I think that it was fine the way that it is. I think that they needed to just, like, make a couple of slight changes to where some of the bomb plant locations. yeah. Yeah. But all in all, I felt like it played okay. I didn't hate it at all. No. We were the ones that were like, what? My favorite game mode to begin with. Yeah. Warm up. Like, you could have just called this something else and it would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. Right. Tug of War would have been a good name for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can, you can go Go in there. Go back and forth with that bomb. Yeah, exactly. Right. And here's one thing that would be an interesting idea. So, Let's let's just scrap the extraction name. Let's call it tug of war for a second, right? And let's have the game mechanics be exactly the same as they are now, except for one crucial change. Okay, you have the dodgeball mechanic. You have a time limit. You capture the objective. Whenever you have the objective captured and somebody goes down, as long as you're still defending it, then in a certain amount of time, it gives the respawn back to your teammate that's dead. So that forces Ooh. them. Yeah, exactly. They got to so, push. Yes, they got to push to gain control of it. And if it's one person that has control mm. of it and that can defend it, when that timer ticks down, then it respawns another person on I their like team. That. See what I mean? That's tug of war right there. Yeah. And just like extend the length of like how long the cube has to be captured for. High risk, dude. Yes, high risk. You high can reward. hold that down. They're coming yeah. back. Exactly. Your whole team, if you stay there long enough. I mean, yeah. And I think that they changed extraction for one specific reason. Glimpse. Glimpse could go in, and if if you, the enemy team hacks the the cube, and then you have a glimpse on your team, she can get in there on the cube while they're trying to defend it, and yeah. she can defuse it without anybody knowing about it. Yeah. I think that is the only reason that they changed it. But yeah, I think that Extraction 2.0 or whatever they want to call it, I think that it's it's a fine game mode. I don't think it's fun as the original, but wow. it is way more fun to play than a lot of the other game modes that's been in this game. You know, last up here, we have a post by Lens, Lensver44. Why is standard features missing from the game? Seasonal skin, character plus weapon. If you reach, for example, gold, a ranked level in the season, ranked border for profile picture from your rank, like gold border. If you're in gold league, plat border, if you're in plat, etc. Title from season, seasonal rank, leaderboards for ranked. There is no chat in the game. Seriously, I get that we have voice chat, but I have no chance to write a few lines to my friend. I can't inspect my friend's game. I don't know what that means. Um, 
there isn't a catalog for the skins in the game. I can't e- I can't even look for the Rambo skin just to inspect in game. If it, if I wasn't playing against a Rambo, I wouldn't know that there is a Rambo skin in the game. Okay, I can't buy it because it was an event skin, but I can't see it on seeker skins. What the hell? I'm in gold one, my friend silver three. Many times we are playing with and against diamond or rogue players. If we win, we get 18 to 20 points. If we lose, we lose 10 points. In every other game, online PvP game, if you win against a high-level team, you get a lot of points. If you lose, you lose really small amount of points because it wasn't a big deal to win for the diamond team. So basically, the point system in ranked is a mess. In my opinion, the game phase way too fast for example in strikeout if you die you respawn in three seconds it should be at least six seconds to slow down the game just a bit so i mean this is a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about for a very very long time you know ranked rewards better ranked rewards better season rewards leaderboards uh text chat which is never going to be in the game like that's just not oh, going to happen they've already no. said it yeah that's not going to happen toxic uh, the catalog for the skins. Now that's kind of like they kind of have a catalog for the stuff in the game, but it's in the loot boxes. You actually have to go through the loot boxes, and if they're in there, then you can actually see that stuff and look at it on the characters and stuff. But like dude said, like the Rambo skin, which is a little different because it's a licensed skin and all that kind of stuff. But like, there's no catalog to view what characters have access to what skins. And then, of course, the rank points. Like, the rank points in this works about like the matchmaking does. 2004. <laughs> you know, like, we're living in a time capsule over here, baby. Somebody dig us up, you know? So I get what this dude's saying. I understand what, you know, there's a lot of people that are that are complaining about the same things, and it's crazy that some of these core features can't be added into the game. I understand that you don't want to allocate a lot of resources to, like, ranked rewards, but if people are telling you that they're not playing ranked because there's no real reward in playing ranked other than playing against sweatier teams than what's in public matches, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the, the leaderboard's going to mobile. Yeah, exactly. Right. I know yeah. that. So maybe yeah. that team, when they're finished doing that, could come over here and. Yeah, right. What does he mean by I can't inspect my friend's game? I'm not sure um, what that means. I don't understand that. I think he's talking about the features, like for example, like Fortnite what he's has got. This feature, it's called a spectate mode. Like even though he's in the lobby, like he can join his friend's lobby, but like in Fortnite, you can actually spectate their gameplay I while see. they're in game. And I wonder if he meant spectate. It's like, is he trying yeah. to watch? Yeah, I think he meant spectate, where he okay. meant like be able to join his lobby, and, and then just, like while he's waiting, he can watch his gameplay. So that, that way, you cool. know, he's got some. Yeah, he's got something to do, pretty much. Well, they're almost done. I'll wait. You know, yeah, to hop yeah. into a match of my own. Well, and that's another thing too. Like, remember back in the day, like on three sixty, where like you see a friend playing a game. Let's say they're playing COD because that's what was going on at the yeah. time. And there, you you had the join in progress button, and mm-hmm. you hit it, yeah. and you pop right into that game, right, yeah. right what then if it and there. you if someone left? Exactly. Ooh. And how cool would it be if you were sitting in lobby? Let's say you logged on, no, like whoever's playing or whatever. You're you're sitting in lobby. Somebody on that team leaves. A pop up on your screen is like, oh. "Hey, so and so 
needs a backfill. Are you in? Would you like to save the day? Exactly. Yes. I know that would take a lot of work, but, I mean, you know. Quality of life, dude. Yeah, exactly. Project Saint. Where's Project Saint at, by the way? What? Did Who? Sa- yeah. <laughs> exactly. Project Saint? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, where where is Project Saint? They they did this huge deal, this huge yeah, push for Project Saint. Yeah, quality of what? life. We're gonna prioritize quality over quantity, all this kind of stuff. Did Saint die? Like what happened? Why? Yeah. That's <laughs> the question. Why? Project I, Saint. Why? I gotta clip that. <laughs> yeah. I've got to clip that sound effect, dude. I got to find it. I bet Kramar has it somewhere. But anyway, this was episode number 32 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast. If you want to contribute in any way, you can hit us up on Twitter at Brocast. You can shoot us an email, Brocast at gmail.com, or you can join the Discord. The link is in the description down below. Whenever you join, there is a Brocast contributions area where you can post anything that you would like us to address. So for this episode, I'm here with Co Reed. Lord. I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we will catch you all next time. Have a good one, guys.